It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Let's roll. It's a Saturday, the first one of November. It's College Football Day on Sports by the Book. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. Alongside. I am good, here. To, good to see you. Thank you. Good to be here. Vinny will be with us a little bit later in the show. Uh, you know, it's a, it's he's actually doing his day job. I'm, I imagine they have to be very busy. I mean, college basketball starting on Monday. Oh, yes. <laughs> have you, college games today. Well, well, you know, and I'll ask you, I'll save that question for Monday on College Hoops. Okay. Because I, I I started doing a little bit of looking at it this week, and I was like, wait, it's November 6th. It's too early for this. Right. <laughs> and there, so other than other than USCK State, there's really like a, a collection of horrible games right. on, on Monday. Uh, up against the NFL. Of course, we'll be on the air on Monday, so we'll probably talk some college basketball on Monday show as well. But today's all about football, and we will start right out of the gate in rotation order number, or rotation number order, I should say. Coastal Carolina against Old Dominion. This is a 3.30 Eastern game. Alex, I only bring this up right out of the gate because somehow, some way, we are both on the same play here. We are both on the Chanticleers. We're both... On even money, money line. I took it yesterday. I'm assuming you took it a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, I'm a little surprised that Coastal Carolina is not a field goal on the road in this game. Very happy to just have to take the even money on this. Agree completely. I thought they would be a favorite by at least three here. So jumped in on the even money. You mentioned it yesterday. They're on a roll, three in a row. They had a little quarterback switch, and I think it's working for them. So I assume we see uh, Garrett Guest again. Passed for 289 yards and three touchdowns in that win over Marshall. So, feel good with them. Um, Old Dominion, they played good last week. Didn't get there against James Madison. But, yeah, I liked Coastal Carolina a lot right here. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised there on, on, on just the way that that ended up working out. Old Dominion, if we're just looking at, and we can do this now, we're in November. Bowl implications moving forward. Old Dominion is 4-4. Four and four. They are going to be an underdog, more likely than not. Well, they'll definitely be an underdog next week against Liberty. They'll be an underdog, more likely than not, at Georgia Southern. And then a flip, probably, against Georgia State the final week of the season. So this is one of those. They're 4-4. Four and four. Kind of needed if you're going to go to a bowl game, uh, the Monarchs. So that is the only thing maybe of a little bit of concern uh, in that one with Old Dominion and Coastal Carolina. Uh, we'll skip over Tennessee and Connecticut. Right now, Tennessee, 35-point favorites. And that one against UConn. We will go to Raleigh instead. North Carolina State coming off a big win against Clemson a week ago. And we talked about this on the show yesterday. Uh, Vinny Maliulo, Chris Andrews alongside me yesterday on this show. Alex, I'm a little surprised with the way this has been bet. There's open four with Miami favorite in Raleigh at, at Finley Stadium. Total, by the way, 45 to 44. Really not much of a move at all on that. But this is up to six. And I'm a little bit surprised. And sure, I may people may be fading North Carolina State coming off of such a massive win for them, finally beating Clemson again. Miami, I mean, it was not overly impressive a week ago. They no. needed overtime to beat Virginia, who, yes, to the Cavs' credit, playing a lot better, but still a game that you would have hoped Miami would have shown up and as a three-touchdown favorite, not needed overtime to win that game. Uh, I'm surprised this has moved the way that it has. I'm not strong enough to get there on NC State, but this is one of those where mm, maybe, maybe by 5 o'clock Pacific time, maybe this does end up on the card if the day's rolling all right for me. I completely agree with you. I scratched this one out, haven't really looked at it much. Um, and then I'm listening to you guys yesterday, and you're telling me that I'm getting six with NC State, and I had to, like, revisit it. I made Miami about a two-and-a-half-point favorite here. I think you mentioned people are fading them after that big win, but MJ Morris got his start last week against Clemson, looked good, went 11 of 20 with two touchdowns, so maybe that is what they needed. I assume we see him again at quarterback for NC State. So, yeah, I lean here towards the dog, definitely. Um, haven't played it yet, but that would be the way I would go. It's uh, it's a strange one. I'm really surprised that it it's up to six, which probably means Miami by 24. But that's a that's a different uh, a different thing for a different day. All right, let's go to this one here. You're on this game, Alex. Wisconsin on the road in Bloomington against IU today. 
credit to Indiana a week ago. They really made Penn State legitimately sweat in that game in uh, in Happy Valley. Uh, but Alex, uh, so here at the, the South Point, open 10, down to 9, total from 45 up to 46, back to 45 right now. You're looking side, though, in this game. Yeah, so just to throw this out there now, I've got a little little chalk today and more overs than I usually like, but this is one of them. I jumped on the Badgers minus 8.5. Their defense is definitely the best unit in this game, and it might be more of a fade towards Indiana. They did play Penn State very well. It kind of gave everybody a scare up until third quarter when they ran away with it. But, yeah, I think Wisconsin's defense can really um, get them ahead of this one. And I know we've got the young quarterback. We have Braden Luck. We've seen him in two games so far, but he's done well. He, I mean, he had that comeback win two games ago in the fourth quarter and then yeah, kind of got shut out by Ohio State. But I don't know. I like him. I like Wisconsin's defense, and I laid the eight and a half here. So this was one of those where on my initial list this week, it popped as an under. But I'm a little bit concerned. There's two reasons that I'm, I'm not going to bother betting this under. I'm a little concerned that Indiana's defense, after playing basically as well as you could have asked them to play last week. And yes, I understand they gave up 33 points in the end. I mean, Penn State was at 4.6 yards of play. That's pretty darn good against a team that, other than the Ohio State game, it looked pretty good on offense this year. I'm concerned Indiana's, I don't think they're capable of two straight excellent defensive performances. And for Wisconsin, look, they're 5-3. and three. It's been a disappointing year for Wisconsin. They still probably are going to end up stealing the Big Ten West thanks to Iowa's loss to Minnesota a few weeks ago and them stealing that game against Illinois. Uh, by the way, we'll get to Iowa and Northwestern a little later. That's going to be a mess of a game in Wrigley today. But Wisconsin's offense, I know they only scored 10 points last week. You're playing one of the best defenses in, in, in the country in right. Ohio State. I think you can find something now. Now that you, okay, Mordecai's done. You still have a great running back in Braylon Allen who has been slowed down a little bit this year. And even though he completed less than 50% of his passes, I actually thought Locke looked relatively comfortable, all things considered, last week. I think Wisconsin. I think if Wisconsin could roll in this game, thirty-five points is a problem and an under of forty-five right now. If they get to thirty-five, got to be thirty-five-seven in order for me to win that under. So I'm staying out. That is true, though. You make a good point there. I, I don't have a play on the side at all, but could see that thirty-five-seven happening here. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati next. I don't have a play on this game. I, it just kind of shows where the Bearcats are, though. Central Florida. Cincinnati, both of these teams winless in the Big 12. Central Florida is one of the big, bigger disappointments last week for me. Uh, they thoroughly outplayed for the majority of the game by West Virginia. Turnovers also do in the nights. Uh, but Cincinnati, boy, we, we talked about it. They're, they're the worst team in that league. And the Bearcats are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home against Central Florida. They, I'm a little surprised at how high the total is. I know this is because of how Central Florida plays. Defense is mediocre. They play very fast. But a 60 at some spots, 59 and a half behind us on that total. I don't know how we're getting there unless if Cincinnati's offense finds something that they haven't found all year. I actually made it right around the same. So I think okay. you're right with how US, uh, UCF has been playing. But an ugly game. I crossed this one out. I If I can't get there with the um, underdog, then I'm not getting there. So. Right. No play for me. Nothing nothing for me at all. Well, this one looks like it moved in my favor, this next one. Uh, as we all expected, Jacksonville State and South Carolina throw out the record books when the uh, Gamecocks play the Gamecocks. There we go uh, in this one. Uh, the uh, So I took 15 and a half in this one. We're down to 15 across the board. There's even a 14 and a half on this one. Look, I, all I'll say on this. I don't think South Carolina should be north of two touchdowns of basically anyone right now. And Jacksonville State is 7-2. and two. I think they've done it mostly by smoke and mirrors this year. But South Carolina's 2-6. and six, And Rich Rod has had his team ready to play every single week. You're giving me more than two touchdowns. Go ahead. Beat me, South Carolina. And if you do, so what? I'll go to the next bet that I have on the card. Uh, I'm on 15 and a half here with the uh, Jacksonville State Gamecocks. You know, one. 
So I really wanted to make a case for the under. My number said under. I started diving into it a little bit. 55 right now. Yeah, I didn't get there. I haven't bet it yet, but that would be the way I go. I'm in Jacksonville State. They're under 6-3 and three this season. But you're right, South Carolina, definitely a disappointment this year. But he does have his team ready to play each week. So, I mean, we'll see. I think... Um, I don't know. I, I agree. I think it's a lot of points. I don't I don't hate that play on you, and I lean to the under here. Let's go to Piscataway next. Uh, the movement on this game coming in this morning, a little bit surprising to both of us. This game is starting to get bet over, which I don't quite understand here. Uh, Ohio State's a 19-point favorite in this one in Piscataway against Rutgers. I'll get to that in a second. But, Alex, both of us at 42 and a half, we thought was pretty good to the under. This thing's got bent up to 44 behind yeah. us now, which I would say, go ahead and take some more of that under right now at 44. Yeah, I agree. I'm on under 42 and a half. I mean, the Buckeyes are holding their opponents to an average of 10.4 points per game. Really good pass defense. You know, only 4.7 yards per pass attempt. That is the best in the country. The Rutgers defense, a little bit, you know, I think. I'd say above average. They're they're there um, holding opponents to 17.6 points per game. And they're actually very good against the pass, too, allowing just 5.3 yards per pass attempt. So I, I like this under. I think it's more of a defensive battle between these two. Of course, Ohio State could uh, take it away at any time. But, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that move going over. I'm on Rutgers plus the 19. Now, we, Chris kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday where home field advantage is not only just what the building does for you. It also is how you play in your building versus how you play out of your building. And Ohio State has been thoroughly, other than the win against Notre Dame, we can talk about until we're blue in the face, that Notre Dame blew that game, how do you have 10 guys on the field on the last play, all that. Ohio State still won that game, even though they weren't overly impressive in that one. There are other road games this year. Last week against Wisconsin, eh, all right. Eh, I don't think they played great. They played more than well enough on defense, but right. even though, again, like I said earlier, I thought Locke was a little more comfortable. It's still not the best of offenses they faced. They beat Purdue 41-7 in a game that Purdue did basically everything possibly wrong. And in an Indiana game, where Indiana, even though it was 23-3 final, Indiana hung in that game a lot longer than they should have. Uh, yeah, it was Kyle McCord's first start. Yeah, it was the first game of the year. I, yeah, Ohio State held him to three yards per play, but that was more of an Indiana thing, I think, more than Ohio State. Rutgers getting 19 feels like a lot, especially in a game totaled in the low 40s, even though it's getting bet up to the mid-40s right now on that total. And if Rutgers can avoid turning the ball over in this game, if Wimsett can do stuff with his legs in this game, don't be surprised if this is a one-score game late and Ohio State is really sweating this thing out in Piscataway. And again, Rutgers already bowl eligible. Amazingly enough, eight games in, they're six and two. Shiano's done an incredible job with that team that, to me, I was like, all right, and they get to six, it's, it's a great job. And here we are with a few games to go and a game against Iowa and Maryland, games against Iowa and Maryland looming. Rutgers could very easily win eight games this year, as wild as that is. And now they're playing with house money, right? They oh, got yeah. to their six wins, and now they're just they're playing one the number one team in the country right now, according to the polls this week. But to your point, um, when Chris was talking about moving Ohio State's home field up, I do agree with that. I so my numbers are passed down from me, third generation. My dad's a professional sports writer. My grandpa is a professional sports writer. So I have them at six. Their home field advantage. Okay. Is so, that the biggest in college football? So I've got a couple up there. I have them, Georgia, and Alabama. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. And it's you made such a good point. It's not just the building. It's how they play there. And this team has definitely played better at home this year. Now, if Ohio State, again, they're number one in the country in these in the college football p playoff rankings. We Again, do, doesn't impact our numbers here. But I just wonder. We, we have seen in the past, sometimes when a team gets... Number one, back in the day, the good old BCS back in the day when they would come out with those first rankings. The number one team got upset a lot early on it, the first week or two after being number one. It's a new scenario for Ohio State here. I just wonder how they handle that on the road in Piscataway, which if they handle it, they blow Rutgers out. All right, let's just fast forward to Ann Arbor that final weekend of this month 
And whoever wins that game at 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0, more likely than not, not to discount Michigan and Penn State next week, uh, winner of that one will be almost assuredly getting the number one seed in the college football playoff. All right, speaking of a team that's also rated in the top four, currently, if the playoffs started today, would be there. That's Florida State. Florida State on the road today, you know, kind of a sleepy spot here for the Knowles in Pittsburgh against the Pitt Panthers, who just got annihilated last week by Notre Dame. It was so bad, Narduzzi had to apologize to everyone with how yes. bad of a performance it was in South Bend. Alex, 21 and a half, Florida State favored by in this one against Pitt. Total 50 and a half here. I, I couldn't get there on anything. I thought the number was fine. Total just... I know Pitt doesn't play a lot of offense, but 50 and a half in a Florida State game is pretty low. Exactly, and that's how I got there. I'm on over in this one. Sleepy spot, okay, I need Pittsburgh to get at least a couple touchdowns, but I do expect Florida to cover pretty comfortably in this one. And, you know, Pittsburgh, they've uh, they've given up a lot of points this year. That is why they are 6-2 and two to the over. And then Florida State, they look really good. They've got a very balanced offense, 5.2 rush yards per attempt. That's 14th in the country. And then 8.7 yards per pass attempt. That's 22nd. So in conference play, they have outscored their opponents 221 to 109. So I am leaning on them to get us here to over, but I'm going over 50 and a half. Yeah, no problem with that. Again, it's a Florida State team. Right now, by the way, the total open 51 and a half, bet down now to 50 and a half. I, you know, for Florida State, it's even though they're, to me, pretty clearly one of the four best teams in the country, and they've went out, they're going to the college football playoff, and they deserve to be there. It is a little bit of a look-ahead spot with Miami on deck. This is their next-to-last conference game, which is, again, part of their schedule. They'll have the, the game against North Alabama. I'm sure that game will be competitive on November 18th. And then they play at the Swamp, where I expect them to just run Florida out of the building in that game. Miami's really the last one on the schedule. It's like, all right, yeah, you know, that Gator game is a rivalry game. The Miami game is really the last one you could possibly see Florida State getting upset in. So a little bit of a concern there on a possible look ahead. But Pitt is just not the team, even though they already beat Louisville this year. Right. They're not the team that I think is going to be able to take advantage of that look ahead spot. So that's why I passed in this game. Yeah, and I think where they are sitting, they're in such a good spot. I mean, they've got to be ready for every game. They can't let one slip away. So I think they'll be ready here. But you make a good point. I mean, that, that Louisville game was Pittsburgh's really best game. Put up 38 in that one. Um, so they are averaging 25 points a game against conference teams. So I just need a, I just need a little scoring from them in this one. Let's go to Penn State and, um, and Maryland next. You're on a total in this one as well. I... I'm a little bit surprised at how aggressive everyone has bet Maryland in this game. Uh, behind us is the market high, nine and a half. There are even some eights in the market now on Penn State on the road in this one. Uh, 50 and a half the total on this, Alex. You are on the over in this one. This one does make me a little nervous. Um, listening to you guys talk too, and Chris was saying, don't get it twisted. This is a huge rivalry game, and they've got a lot on this. So I'm hoping that plays out in my favor of a more shootout going back and forth, but I know Penn State's defense is very good. I mean, they played Ohio State very good, but lately they've been giving up a little more points. They looked very vulnerable against Indiana, giving up 24 in that game. So then Maryland, I mean, we've seen them put up points. They're averaging 28.6 against Big Ten teams. Um, the least amount that we saw was 17 against Ohio State. So I'm expecting some points. We also do have a uh, Tongue of Iloa on Maryland's side to help. Yeah, Talia, Tongue of Iloa. That's right. On there. Uh, Maryland's season's kind of gone haywire since that, that collapse in the second half in Columbus, where they inexplicably did not cover that game against Ohio State, uh, have not won since, including a really bad loss last week in Evanston against Northwestern. Uh, I just want to go to this one real quick. We didn't touch on it yesterday, but I just want to see if you had anything here on Nebraska and Michigan State. Uh, Nebraska, this is how bad Michigan State has turned into this year. Nebraska's favorite on the road in this game is a three-point favorite. We won with Nebraska last week against Purdue. Uh, I, Alex, I passed on this. Total 35. If anything, I think I would take a slice of the under even at that ridiculously low number. The only concern I have is that Michigan State, if there is a team in the country that is capable of quitting mid-game and just what happened here to the effort, it would be Michigan State with Ab everything that's happened to them. Absolutely. I really wanted to make a case for the home dog here. I 
I looked into it, but I couldn't get there. I need more points with them to make that bet. And then Nebraska, I just don't know how real they are. Yes, they have three conference wins and they beat Illinois, Northwestern, and Purdue. But yeah, that was a stay away for me. BYU West Virginia on the show yesterday, Chris and Vinny brought it up as big of a handle game as there is today as of right now. I, You and I are in the same boat on this one. We don't get it. We don't get why this has been such a crazy two-way action game. Uh, this has had, just looking at my screen, this has had 14 moves here at the South Point this week on the side. Wow. Uh, open 10 and a half. We're back to 11. Was as high as 13. Total from 51 to 49. I Look, I, I look at all these 12 games every single week. This was the one I crossed off immediately. I want nothing to do with this because West Virginia has played over their heads this year. And BYU away from Provo has looked really bad at times. But I don't want to lay double digits with West Virginia against basically anyone other than Cincinnati in that league. I agree. And BYU, I mean, they've only won one game on the road this year. Got completely outplayed by Texas. It was never even a game. They looked, um, yeah, I don't know. They The Texas Tech one, too. I can't. They don't know that, what the happened Texas, to that the, one the either. Texas Tech one was turnovers. That's all that right? one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I, but I, yeah, I can't lay that with West Virginia. I think it might be a sneaky good game, like competitive sure. between Absolutely. these two, but no play for me. Let's uh, go to a game you do have a play on. I passed on this one. Uh, Total down to 47 on Vatek and Louisville here. Nine and a half. Louisville favored in this one. Virginia Tech pulls an upset here. Virginia Tech will control their own destiny to make the ACC title game. As ridiculous as that may seem, uh, I couldn't get there on anything here. I think Louisville probably should be nine and a half, ten. I think that is right. And that total, I, I, if anything, I think I would go over, which is I know the direction that you're looking at this one. And this is... This is probably my favorite over. The okay. other two, I'm a little concerned because of their defenses. But this one, over 48.5, I like that a lot. Louisville averaging 29.5 points a game and 37 at home. So they've also been much better at home. And then Virginia Tech, they're on that good conference run that you've talked about. And they're 3-1. and one. They're averaging 31 points a game. Coming off two big wins, but I think they can put it together, get some points in this one against a average Louisville defense. I, uh, again, Louisville wins this game. Both of these teams, winner of this game, controls their own destiny to get to Charlotte to more likely than not be a double-digit underdog against Florida State in that game. So uh, Louisville, nine and a half or in as low as eight and a half and as high as 10. So this one is all over the place on the spread in the market right now. Louisville and Alex likes the over in this one with Vatek and Louisville. All right. Virginia, Georgia Tech, I, I just want to bring this up quickly because we didn't touch on it yesterday. Virginia is a two-point favorite here at the South Point. Total for this one is 56. It's open 54 and a half and has been progressively bet over. I, I'm probably going to end up betting this game over, uh, even at a, a number at 56. Um, you know, Georgia Tech is the most random team in college football. They're capable of beating anyone in, in any week. They're also capable of looking like uh, like absolute garbage and looking like a team that can't beat anyone in uh, in any week. By the way, this line hasn't moved at all the whole week. Virginia's a two-point favorite, which I think is right. I think that is what it should be. I don't even look to be betting this game over, but hey, Georgia Tech is unbelievably random. And it's still at 54 and a half? Uh, 56 now. 56. Okay. So yeah, I made South it. South Point actually opened 56. So it's bounced around and is back to 56. Okay. So I made it 55. No play for me on the total. I can see how you would get there. That's that's my notes right here. Georgia Tech, very inconsistent, plays to the level of their competition. Yes. Um, I, so, yeah, I didn't really know what to do with this. And then you said Virginia playing better as of late. I just don't know which team we're going to get here. Let's, uh, let's go to Wrigley. Let's go to Wrigley for Iowa and Northwestern. Or Northwestern, big win again last week against Maryland. Iowa saying bon voyage to Brian Ferentz at the end of the year, their offensive coordinator. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, I don't know how much anyone could take more of that offense. <laughs> Alex, uh, five and a half point favorites Hawkeyes are on the road. This total has not moved the whole week. 31. It's what it's been the whole week here at the South Point. I think it's too high. I don't have a I don't have a problem with the total. I could see why people would go under. Um, I really wanted to bet Iowa minus five, but with that total being so low, I kind of got burned from them two weeks ago against Minnesota. They actually um, lost that game outright, but yeah, I don't 
I don't know. 35 all-time low for a Big Ten matchup is just crazy. I think Iowa can get it done. I didn't lay the five here with them yet, though. Let's go to another Big Ten West game. Minnesota and Illinois, we're opposite on this one. The first time that's happened this week. Illinois, right now, this actually moved quite a bit over this week. Uh, we're back to three on this game now. Minnesota, uh, as low as one and a half in some spots this week. Now back to three-point favorites behind us. That's a move this morning. Went from two to two and a half to back to three. Total 43 and a half. I'm on Illinois plus the three from earlier in the week at a different shop, uh, which probably means I'm going to go back for a little bit of more on the plus three on Illinois. You laid two, though, with the Gophers this week. I did, and I think this is more of a fade against Illinois, actually. But, I mean, two points at home. I thought it was a... Thought it was a good play there. I'm trying to find what my number was. Oh, I did. I made them a lot higher in this one, Minnesota. Their stats are kind of skewed. I mean, 96 points in conference games, 121 points against. So it doesn't look like they're great, but they have been playing better as of late. Let's go to Colorado hosting Oregon State next. I'm not going to bother with Baylor and Houston. Baylor's a two-and-a-half-point two favorite against Houston. Bet that game at your own risk. Uh, Oregon State <laughs> and Colorado. Oregon State, Colorado. Uh, so, Deion uh, uh, Sanders, Coach Prime, demoting Sean Lewis, his offensive coordinator, to co-offensive coordinator with former NFL head coach and play caller Pat Shermer, who has to be elevated to the coaching staff in order to call plays this weekend at home in Boulder. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Sean Lewis has been one of the few bright spots over the last few weeks for Colorado. And this is up to 13 with the Beavers laying it on the road. 60 and a half is the total. This total is dipped from 62 and a half to 60 and a half. I still think the under is probably okay here, even though, again, you're dealing with a Colorado defense that really isn't any good. Right. But this swap of coordinator is insane from Colorado. You're basically ask you're going you're asking a guy who look Pat Shermer's had a great career coaching wise been around a long time his offense the last time he was in the NFL was stuck in the early 2000s so I don't know how with no offensive line with this Buffs team how he's going to call plays that don't end up in a one yard run on first down a two yard run on second down and then a pass on third and long I see the run run pass for an incompletion or a short of the sticks punt a lot in this game for Colorado against a Beaver team that coming off a loss, but yeah. still a very good football team. Yeah, you made a great point. I mean, my numbers say to bet Colorado, but I passed this week. I mean, last week was, was very stressful against UCLA and you say offensive line. I, I don't even know if they had anyone out there protecting their I mean, quarterback. They, it hasn't looked like it in, in the entire season, basically. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. So we'll see what they can get done here. Um, and you also make a great point about that run-run uh, pass and <laughs> a lot of punts in this one. The run-run pass punt. The, uh, the, uh, the high school offense of northern New Jersey, other than the high-end schools, usually. All right. Uh, I didn't bet. I, 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 I didn't bet any of, the, uh, any of the sides here. I still think if you can get 60 and a half, which is available behind us, the total is 59 in most spots right now. Uh, 60 and a half is still good. Once you get sub-60, you're kind of playing with fire at that point. So I don't mind that if you can get a 60 and a half still on Oregon State and Colorado. All right. You're on this game. I... Knock this game out immediately because whenever I see Utah as a double-digit favorite, I automatically cross it out because of that offense. Arizona State, I got to give Arizona State a lot of credit. They played a lot better over the last few weeks. They are playing for nothing this year because they're bowling eligible. But Kenny Dillingham had his team motivated. They should have won in Seattle a few weeks ago. And now they go to Salt Lake. Alex, market high behind us, 11.5 on the Utes, 39.5. The rest of the market, though, is sitting at 10.5 on Utah right now. Huge bounce back spot for Utah. I mean, I think they were embarrassed last week against Oregon. They had game day there. Everybody was hyping them up. They thought they could actually hang in that game. They could not. So I think this is a good spot for them. What Arizona State has done has been very impressive. I don't think... They're quite as good of a team as, say, Arizona, who is kind of doing the same thing in that conference. So I like Utah here. We're going with the the pig farmer. 
Rice there and yes. to get it done here. Yes, the pig farmer. Yes, we love him, love him too, as Kyle Winningham said after they upset USC uh, last week. Uh, all right, or two weeks ago, I should say. Army, Air Force, Commander-in-Chief Trophy. If Air Force wins, they have it. It's theirs. They beat up Navy a few weeks ago. Now, huge favorites. I love this game so much. They're 18.5-point favorites behind us, and the total's only 32.5, Alex. I will say this. I am concerned that Army is going to be lucky to get 50 yards in this game because it's similar styles, and Air Force is just so much better than they are. The big question mark here, because it's one of those where it's like, it's 32 and a half. All these games are always played to the under unless if there's overtime. There's definitely not going to be overtime here. The big question is, can Air Force get to 35? If Air Force gets to 35, obviously you lose. I'm not concerned about Army scoring in this game. So this is really all the bet. I actually, if you want to go, if you like the over here, I actually kind of like just going over over Air Force's team total, I like that which too. is still going to be, which is in all honesty going to be pretty darn close to that at most right. spots. Uh, but I don't see how Army scores in this game. I don't actually mind laying a whole bunch of points with Air Force, as wild as that seems. I'm with you there. I would, I definitely lean to the favorite here. That is just a lot of points. Um, I don't know how much they're going to run up the score on Army. So, but you said there was money for Army, right? They've been being, they've been back this well, week. Well, I, I think that's just the principle. It opened 20 and a half. Okay. I, I think for for a lot of sharps out there, and, and it makes sense. On principle, a game that's totaled in the low 30s. Right. You can't, even though the numbers may say, hey, Air Force probably should be 19, 20 point favorites kind of can't look at it and be like, wait a second, how can I like 20 in a game that's 31 and a half? So I understand why that number has been bopped down, even though it's like, again, we need Army to, if Army scores seven, you're probably winning. Right. If you, if you have, Fair. if you have Army, I don't think they're capable of getting seven though in this game. Well, and this is a team that has been shut out in two of their last three games and didn't score any. So I agree with you. I don't think they're going to be moving the football very much against this much better Air Force team. Oh, man, that one's in Denver today. Uh, Point out one at the Broncos Stadium at uh, Empower at Mile High for that one. All right, let's get some Pac-12 here. UCLA, Arizona. Uh, you know, I'd like to see a three at some point in this game. If we get it, I'm get, I'm taking Arizona. I can tell you that right now. Uh, two and a half with a total of 50 UCLA favorite in Tucson late night there. Did I write that in my notes to you yesterday? Oh, you did. Okay, good. Yes, that's what I've been waiting for. But did we... It did hit three at yes, some point. Yes, it did, but I, of course, wasn't paying attention uh, at the right time. Me either. So I would love three here. Now, this is a team with Arizona that I don't think was just a little hot streak. I do think this is a very good football team, and I'm not very high on UCLA. So I'm waiting for that three. I would love to back the Wildcats here in this one at home. I'm waiting for three. If we get three, I'll be on it. If not, maybe we'll get an in-game scenario Agreed. and go from there. All right, Oregon and Cal. Up to 26, the Ducks are. See, Jerry likes that. 60, the total on this one. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I just can't justify laying that many points in a conference game. Uh, but here's the deal with Oregon. Other than if they had won that game against Washington, I would make the argument they should be number one in the country. They have looked that good. They just, of course, lost in a coin flip game on the road against a really good team. Uh, they were dominant a week ago. That game was never competitive in Salt Lake City. And look, it is a little bit of a look-ahead spot. USC on deck. I know it's not the Trojans we expected, but it's still USC going to Odson next week. That's the only concern here with laying a whole bunch of points with the Ducks. Cal just gives up so many points. Not I mean, a good defense. Not a good defense at, at all. We've seen it. I don't hate laying the points. I would definitely lean that way before I took the points with Cal. And... I like the over in this one, over 57 and a half. Let's see if that moved. It did. Okay. So yep, I have 60. Okay. So I have a little on the over 57 and a half. Um, we saw what the Ducks did to Utah's defense, a very good defense. They were able to put up 35 in that one. It does concern me a little bit that this game being sandwiched in between those two big games for the Ducks. But don't hate, don't hate the favorite at all. And I do like the over in this one. Let's go to L.A., Washington at USC. I, Alex, uh, I, I'm going to give this one to you because I bet Washington. I laid three. I'm a little surprised that 
the action has seemingly been very aggressive on USC this week. From four down to three here, there are a lot of people I respect on USC this week. I just don't see it. I, I know Washington's looked very average the last two weeks and very fortunate wins against two bottom feeders of the Pac-12 and ASU and Stanford. But USC's defense is just so pathetically bad that how are you expected to slow down Michael Penix in that offense with that defense? See, this is one shootout I did I wanted nothing to do with. I okay. don't know who comes out on top here. I think it could definitely go either way. I understand why the Sharps are taking the points with USC because, I mean, they still are a very good football team. And here we have two pass-heavy offenses, two of the best quarterbacks in college football, going head-to-head, -head, but and Washington hasn't been playing as good as we saw, especially in their win over Oregon. But, yeah, what we've seen from USC, especially the last few weeks, has been very shocking. And they've almost almost lost to some teams far worse than Washington. I, You know, USC, again, it just comes back to that defense. is just so bad. By the way, total 77.5 right now, which I don't think is high enough if still. I would still look to play that over, even though you've missed the best of the number, and it's absurdly high. I don't see many stops on the USC side, which, again, they gave up 49 to Cal last week. They did not have a good offense. So what is Washington going to do to them? Uh, you get... You get USC in the 30s, you're winning that pretty easily yes. on that on that 77 and a half. Uh, one more Pac-12 game I want to get to, and then we're going to bring uh, Vinny Maliulo in to look at the back end of the card by uh, the rotation numbers. Stanford and Wazoo. Uh, Alex, so Wazoo's a 13 and a half point favorite. Total's 59 down from 59 and a half. I actually don't mind this game under. I know that Stanford's offense has looked a lot better recently. Of course, a lot of that had to do with the second half against Colorado. But Wazoo, yeah. I, I thought this Wazoo team was going to be a, a solid eight, maybe even nine-win team, and they've just gone completely backwards. Uh, they had the four straight losses now. They started with that awful performance offensively at USC. Last week, they go to, go to Tempe, lose to Arizona State. Yeah. Uh, they had the 38-point loss at home to Arizona. I, I'm kind of perplexed on how this has fallen apart this quickly for Wazoo, but I expect their defense to play a little bit better today, and I have concerns about that offense, so I don't mind going under 59, 59 and a half here. I agree with you. That is the only way I would play this game is the under. I don't have an official play on it. Um, I agree. It's pretty disappointing. One and four in the Pac-12 for Washington State, and I think that win last week, Arizona State's was more about them and how they've been playing than Arizona State. So stay away from me, but I made it 57. I don't mind that under. All right, one last one. Big 12, Kansas and Iowa State. Uh, Kansas is getting three in this game in Ames against Iowa State. This is a really hellacious spot for KU. Coming off the biggest win they've had in 15 years against Oklahoma last week. You get Iowa State who's playing really well. A big credit to Matt Campbell. I thought this was, he, hey, he might lose his job. That's not happening anymore. They've really stabilized the ship there in Ames. Alex, all I'm going to say is if it wasn't for the spot being horrible, this would be, I'm going to make this my biggest play of the week. Take three, take a money line on KU. But this is just such an, a horrible spot for them that I'm going to just take three and do it in a small fashion with Kansas just because that spot is so bad and the most obvious letdown spot you can possibly ask for here today. I could not agree with you anymore. I did make Kansas a small favorite. I haven't even jumped on taking the points yet, though, because I think it is such a bad spot for them. And Iowa State is playing very good. They are well coached. So I think we'll get a good effort from them coming out. They're 5-3 and three on the year, 4-1 and one in the Big 12. So... I think, think we see a good performance from them today against this Kansas team that could be a little vulnerable. And let me take a quick break. Vinny Maliolo joins us next, and we have some big ones to get to with Vinny. Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I know you're on that one. And K-State, Texas, Ole Miss, A&M, Mizzou, Georgia. A lot of good ones still to get to with Vinny Maliolo. When we get back here on Sports by the Book. 
Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. That's the sports book here in the South Point. You see the back of our heads in the South Point studio on that shot. I'm Jeff Harles at Sports by Book, Alex White. Last man standing champion of a year ago up at Stations Casino. And look who's wandered in. Wandering. Wandering, wandering. in. Wandering from the paddock. There we go. Vinny Malia here with us. Vinny. Alex. It's good Jeffrey, to see you. what's going on? Good morning. Lots of action. Just, yes. I was sitting with uh, Chris Andrews, director here at the, uh, the South Point, going over oh, lots of moves, a lot of business this morning. And uh, one of them, I know you covered uh, the uh, the early part of the schedule already, but mm -hmm. just uh, to update you, Virginia, a lot of a lot of uh, interest on uh, Georgia Tech this morning. Okay. In fact, uh, we just, uh, South Point just went to one uh, right before I came in, and I think there's picks out there. So, you know, this Georgia Tech team tends to get, their games get, a lot of uh, a lot of interest, right? We uh, we we always have those games. I remember yesterday we were here with Chris Andrews, the BYU uh, West Virginia game that opened ten and a half, went as high as what thirteen, and uh, it came started uh, uh, coming back up this morning again from eleven to eleven and a half. So lots of action there, and uh, I know we'll get to uh, to some of the other. Oh, by the way. We didn't get to, you didn't get to UNLV yet, right? Uh, we we do that one later. We'll get that one. Yeah. We'll get one time permitting. A lot of support for the for the local rebels. Let's uh, go to let's go to LSU and Alabama. Yep. Biggest game of the day. Bama's three. Alex, uh, I'll go to you first. I said my piece on the show yesterday. It is very rare that you only have to lay three with Alabama. Now it's a little bit different than what it was when Joe Burrow and company went there. A few years ago, right. where that LSU team, in retrospect, might be the greatest college football team we've ever seen. This is not Joe Burrow's LSU Tigers going there today. And we only have to lay three with Bama. LSU, go ahead and beat me. If you do, good on you. I laid three. I laid three as well. I agree with you completely. And Nick Saban hasn't lost to the same team in back-to-back -back years since 2014, 2015, mm -hmm. when it was Ole Miss. So I love this spot for them. They're coming off a bye. They're going to be well-prepared. They have one loss already on the season. We know what that means. They can't afford another loss. They're already looking from the outside, looking in to the playoffs right now. So they know what needs to be done. I think they get it done here. I think Milrow has a big game. And like you mentioned, LSU, good offense, you know, great offense, and um, have been playing very good. But their defense is, is just below average. So I like this spot. Yeah, three uh, uh, open three and a half. They took three and a half with the, uh, with the high-powered offense of LSU. But... Uh, it is. It does seem a little bit low. You know, yesterday uh, when Chris and I were and we were talking about uh, probably this be a little bit higher, right? I mean, to me, um, you know, a power rating and home field. This is a, a pretty good home field for uh, 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 the Crimson Tide. So 
actually uh, would make this game a bit higher, almost double. So five, uh, five to six. So uh, I, I think there'll be some some uh, Alabama money as we get closer to the four forty-five. I think this game is actually going to go off a little bit later too, probably closer to five o'clock, and there'll be plenty of Alabama money. And and I don't think it'll surprise anybody. Totals up a couple of points off the opener now, sitting at sixty-two and a half. Yeah, I, no interest in that just because LSU's defense. Could, we could get something really ugly from them. What defense? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's ex- exactly my point. All right, let's go to Bedlam. I, I, Alex, I stayed off of this because I think both of these teams are a little bit overrated in the market at this point where Oklahoma played over their heads at the beginning of the year. Oklahoma State is clearly playing over their heads, even though Ali Gordon is a stud at the running back position. Uh, it's down to five. You got the better number. Would you still go with the Pokes? Getting five right now, or is it? Hey, we got to wait till in game because he missed the best of it. Yeah, I mean, five. It's kind of a dead number, right? Or do yeah, we need that? Yeah. Do we need that hook to make a case for that? I, I don't know. I guess I would have a little bit of a play here with like the two and a half compared to my numbers, but mm-hmm. I got the six. Maybe, maybe I'd say wait for it. But yeah, I love this spot. Um. I think Chris said he wasn't a huge fan of Gundy and the mullet, but I, I love this coach. I, he's at home. He always has his team ready at home. Love this rivalry in general. So Oklahoma State playing much better in the last month, yep. and OU is playing be- like they're going down. So they went from ab- – um, where is my offense first? No, I'll go with allowing. Allowing 18.9 points a game to 32.3. That is a huge difference in their last three games. That's OU. And then on the flip side, Oklahoma State, they went from averaging th- averaging 31.7 points a game to 44 in their last three. So we've seen what their offense has really done and started to click now that they have the right quarterback in place. Looks like Venables' uh, defensive uh, issues from a year ago have uh, have come back right here in the last few games, Alex, to your point. So... Um, yeah, five is what we refer to as a dead number. Dead number being something it just doesn't ha- hit a lot, right? You know, so you know from four and a half to five and a half, it's you know. But you got the better number at six. Um, this is the last bedlam for a while, I think, right? Unless they, I, did, I mean, we both probably teams, won't see it for a while you, because of the conference. The, the move conference move uh, by Oklahoma, and um, you know, going to the SEC, of course, uh, Oak State staying in the uh, in the Big Twelve. So. Um, a lot of a lot more on the line here too. Big recruiting game, obviously, as well, right? So, uh, but <clears throat> right now, uh, holding steady. Uh, they they took the six earlier in the week, like you did, Alex, uh, and that's why we're sitting at five. Should be a great game. I don't have a play on this next game that we're going to get to Florida and Arkansas. But Vinny, I, this Chris brought it up yesterday. This is a gigantic mover with the dog taking yeah. money across the board and. Quite frankly, I think both of these teams stink. So uh, I'm, sta- I'm staying away with the Gators laying three at home. And Alex is waving her hands like, no, thank you either on this one. Well, I mean, the game did open. It's six. So this is one of the bigger movers of the week. I mean, so uh, uh, now at three, do will we will we see some some response at three? Uh, you know, I, I, we haven't seen it so far. I mean, right, this is an early game. So I'm not so sure. It's certainly uh, they're not uh, folks are not running out a window. Uh, to jump on the Gators here, so but uh, yeah, there's no question we need uh, we need Florida, uh, uh, probably one of the bigger decisions early. Keeping in the SEC East, uh, the alma mater for myself, Missouri on the road between the hedges at Georgia, three thirty Eastern for this one. Vinny opened sixteen, wasn't there for long. Now down to fourteen and a half on this one with Mizzou. Yeah, I took fifteen and a half. That's what I ended up taking in this one with the Tigers, uh, Georgia. Despite what we saw a week ago, still seem pretty darn vulnerable to me. Yeah, I, well, I think they've played better, right? Yeah, they were much uh, better know, last and, week. Uh, now they've had to, uh, particularly on defense. Uh, you know, given uh, given the injury uh, to uh, tight end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I I just think that Georgia is now. I don't want to say quite on cruise control, but. Uh, they know what's at stake here, and they know how, uh, you know, it's really – I don't want to say, that again, that they're, that they're vulnerable, right? But they know what's going on with, with the committee, and they also know that they're going to have to have style points as well. So can they, you know, kick it into another gear? Well, they have in the last couple of weeks. I like the under here, under 55 and a half. I 
wanted to get there with Missouri, but my numbers were right there, so yeah. I didn't didn't take any points yet. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, Georgia's holding opponents to 15.9 points a game, seventh best in the country, and they're even better at home, allowing just 12.8 yeah. on average. And then Mizzou's been better on the road. They went, um, they're allowing 25.1 a game, but on the road, just 23. So I think we see a really good defensive battle between these two. Two really good teams. I'm excited about this game. I've been talking about it for weeks, but didn't get there with the underdog yet. Maybe an in-game. Well, and you, you'll get a better under uh, price, too, because of the fact that the game's being bet up right okay. uh, over uh, 54 and a half, 55 and a half now, 56 out there. So there we go. I think uh, you'll you'll definitely get a, a better price uh, if you like the under, Alex. Winner of this game controls the SEC East. Yeah. If Georgia wins, then we probably all overreacted for nothing through this whole year. Uh, and then if Mizzou wins, then it would be obviously be a, a shocker here, a two-touchdown dog on the road in arguably the most difficult place to play in the entire country uh, there in Athens. All right, let's go to these 9 a.m. Pacific games. There's three really good ones that we still have to hit before we get out of here. Uh, let's go to Oxford first. Ole Miss, mm -hmm. Texas A&M. Ole Miss is three-point favorite, Vinny. You got 51.5 on the total of this one. I laid the three with the Rebs. I, this is a and m a and m is just not any good to me their offense no. is is stuck in the mud yeah a defense that is talented and has shown that it can be a, a pretty darn good unit at times this year but Ole Miss is just a better football team and they're playing at home uh i'll just lay the the, the traditional three at home with Ole Miss here and i if, if A&M beats me, so be it. Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't moved. I mean, it's three. That's two-way action uh, on, on the number. Uh, more action on the total. I remember, you know, remember Chris pointed out yesterday. I yep. mean, this total opened 54 and uh, and now sitting at 51 and, uh, 51, half. 51 and a half. So yeah. uh, there, there's been way more uh, action on the under. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, A&M's anemic offense, Alex. I agree. It would definitely be a play for me on the favorite here with Ole Miss. I haven't done anything yet, but, I mean, they've looked really good as of late. They've won mm -hmm. four really good games, uh, LSU, Arkansas, at Auburn, and then, I mean, Vandy is Vandy. But Texas A&M, I agree. I would definitely take the home team here and land the points. Haven't done anything yet. The other, another big one at, at noon east, 9 a.m. Pacific, K-State at Texas yeah. is a big one in the Big 12. K-State, uh, Vinny, uh, I don't know if this is good. K-State has outscored their last three opponents 120-24. to 24. That's not bad. Is that okay? That's, Plus 96? Uh, the opposite of Texas A&M's offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty good the last yeah. three weeks. Uh, Vinny, they've been taking the cats in this game, down to three and a half on Texas yeah. at home in Austin. Malik Murphy will start again at quarterback for the, the Horns. Total is 50. I can't get there at three and a half with K-State at four, four and a half. Yeah, I could see it, but yeah. three and a half, I can't get there. Yeah, they took the four and a half and took yeah. four, so down, down to three and a half. Three is probably the buyback, I, I guess. You know, I don't know uh, if we're going to get point, there. But I don't, it doesn't look like it. I mean, we're seven minutes from kickoff. So, um, you know, it's it, it, again, there's not, not a, always a flood of activity uh, on some of these, uh, they, these numbers that have moved uh, – by a point or more. So uh, right now, a little bit of two-way action actually at the three and a half. I was waiting for that three so I could lay it with mm -hmm. Texas. So I don't have a play on this officially. Maybe I should let Sean jump in and tell us for Kansas State. But I mean, I think we've got a really evenly matched game here. Um, I think Malik Murphy looked good. I mean, he played BYU, but I'm interested to see how he does in this one. And I mean, these two are among the five teams that are tied first in the Big 12. So this is this is going to be a huge game. It's either going to be Texas covers or K-State wins outright. I, I think that's the way yeah, that this game fair. plays out. Mm -hmm. Now, especially at the three and a half, could, could Texas win by a field goal and K-State gets there on a number? Yeah, sure. But this kind of feels like to me that either K-State's going to go down there and, and, and inflict their will on the horns and win outright, or Texas' talent is just going to win out and they're going to win the game by a touchdown. Yeah, like plus yeah. 150 on the money line. Yeah, I, I like think I, catch, I would, right? I would I much mean, rather at yeah. this point, if I'm betting yeah. K-State, I'd rather just take the shot on the money yeah. line plus than, 50. Take, than yeah. take the three and a half yeah. uh, with the Cats. I, I know normally that's a better thing to do when it's three, but I really do feel like if K-State's going to cover three and a half, they're going to win this thing mm -hmm. outright. All right, Notre Dame and Clemson, 9 a.m. <laughs> game. We'll get to some other 
games in a second here, but I want to make sure we get this in before uh, the top of the hour. Uh, Vinny, you're up to three and a half on Notre Dame here. Total also uh, up to 43 and a half on this one. I, you know, this, this line scares me because everything we've watched this year shows that Notre Dame is a better football team mm-hmm. than Clemson. But it feels like every ordinary person is on Notre Dame in this game, and I, th- I understand why. And I understand why this moved to three and a half as well. Well, uh, be interesting to see Dabo Sweeney's post game press conference, oh, right? I'm sure we'll <laughs> get something the, ridiculous. Hard to beat the one the other day. Oh boy! Um, now it's listen. You you're looking now at a, a Clemson team that has been in the playoff conversation uh, for the last several years, uh, including a national championship not so long ago, and. Here they are, 500, and they lose this game. They, they may not be a bowl eligible. Think about that, right? So here you have a situation where, you know, is there, are there must wins? Yeah, I mean, and this is a this is a, a pretty big uh, and important win for them uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, but here you go, Notre Dame just going about their business and playing a great schedule, uh, uh, one of the better schedules in the country, Alex. So uh, the better team, particularly at quarterback. The big advantage here is Notre Dame. Uh, with 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 quarterback play, I mean, no, but now they did lose uh, their tight end uh, to uh, a season-ending injury uh, last week. So, uh, Alex, I'm not sure if you have a play on this one. If you took it early, late it early, I jumped in um, on the under at 45 and a half. Okay. So I do have, I have a play on that. My numbers say Clemson. I couldn't get there. Um, I must have. They must have a pretty high home. Field too, because I know, like yeah. Jeff said, I know Notre Dame is is rated um, notably higher than Clemson. So for me to get there and actually have a a lean towards Clemson, I'm gonna have to watch this one, see how it goes. But I agree with with Jeff. I had to stay away because everything we've seen, Notre Dame is by far the better team. Had a good schedule. Had a couple tough losses in that schedule. I mean, could easily. Be nine and zero, and you know, especially yeah. that Ohio State game could have went either way. So, and Clemson on the other side, four and four going into this one, yeah. just crazy. Doesn't make sense. Mitch Evans, he's uh, they lost Mitch Evans yep. uh, the Irish. Uh, look, I, yeah, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought up home field. Yes, it's a strong home field, but the home field is not the exact number for every opponent either, right? So, you could say that there, there's a home field. You have a starting home field number by team, Alex. Uh, to your point, which is which is important, it also depends on the opponent. Look, the Clem- when you look at it, Notre Dame they have no problem going into no, not uh, at all hostile environments. Some teams handle it better. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not a home field advantage for Clemson, but it's not the same home field advantage against Notre Dame. I'm sure you would agree that it then it would be against, uh, say, South Carolina, very good, uh, very or uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Boston College, let's say. All right, let's get two more yeah. before we get out of here. UNLV, you mentioned it when you walked in. Yeah. 12 and a half, 58 Rebels on the road in Albuquerque today to take on the Lobos of New Mexico. And this is money from since we got off yesterday. I mean, we opened. Uh, uh, Chris released the uh, the college numbers on uh, on Monday morning. UNLV, 10 and a half. We were, it was 10 and a half when we were in the studio yesterday yeah. afternoon, right? And uh, all night and all morning, all about uh, this Alex's all, alma mater. All public. Money is this kind of like I think a, it's a combination, actually. Yeah, okay. You it's know, not. It's, a, a it's not. A, it's not like I mean, the Raiders, who people just blindly come. No, in it's the Raiders no. I mean, there's, there's support for the. I mean, look, the Rebels are having a good year. I mean, yeah. uh, let's, Six let's and face two. it. So, I mean, uh, but uh, they should have won is, that game last week. Yes, yeah. so. yes, yes, they, they should have. Yes, that was a heartbreak. But yeah. that's where I had it. That's where I thought it should be. UNLV minus twelve. So mm-hmm. see that twelve and a half. I didn't have a play on this one. I'm I'm doing better about not betting my alma mater. Just, just you know watch it and, and rooting for them. And the total under three points, too. A lot of move to the under from 61 on a, to now 58. All right, last one for today. Purdue at Michigan. Michigan is a 33-point favorite. Total's 54. Connor Stallions is out. Everyone cared about that. Uh, you know, Vinny, I, I just... The only thing with this game, there's one of two ways to look at this one. Either Purdue... Well, Purdue's terrible, so forget that for a second. One of two things happens with Michigan. Either they come out and they're laser focused and this game is over in about three and a half minutes and it's just a matter of are they going to win the game 45 nothing or 56 nothing, 
or they come out totally flat, and this is a game for a lot longer than it needs to be, and Purdue covers that covers that big number pretty easily. Well, when you look at uh, well, the number really hasn't moved off the thirty three. Right, the total has gone up by about four points. Yeah, sitting at fifty four. So that that tells you that that that's Michigan support right there, right? Mm-hmm. That they're gonna that they're gonna score points. I think they remain focused with the uh, despite the. Uh, uh, you know the the con the controversy. With you can, you can call you can call it idiocy. Yeah. It is idiocy. I mean, it is. I mean, look. But by the same token, uh, you know what Harbaugh and these kids, Alex, they're going to be on a mission, and I think they're going to stay on that mission. I agree. I think the play was over forty eight and a half where it opened, and as you mentioned, moved up a lot from there. So, yeah. I think you missed it jumping on that over. But no play for me in this one. The big old no thank you for me on that game. And <laughs> yeah, plenty of others. Plenty to of others. From. You have to book them all. I don't have to bet them That's all. That's right, buddy. Uh, So uh, that will be that. Hey, we're going to be sweating this out with the crew today. Uh, and, and in spirit on this one as well, all of our suggestions on the card. Jerry's Jerry's the one we're sweating, even though he's got the best closing line value here, Vinny. All right. 24 on uh, Oregon, 16 on Mizzou, 6 on Oklahoma State, Kansas 3, and K-State plus 4. Ties win. Hopefully we get there. We'll see what happens. Good luck. And if it uh, and, it. and if it that uh, Ryan, Ryan McCormick's going to take you guys for more money tomorrow. Keep that, listen. Yeah. Listen, it's, the cash is there. All right? Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, and it will be all right. It's, all right, Vinny, go back to work. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Good Alex, to be with you both. Yeah, good, good to be with you as well. Alex, good job, as always. Hopefully be we have a good tomorrow. day like we did last weekend. Yes. Uh, Do it. We'll see you tomorrow at nine o'clock. We'll be on. Uh, we will have a beer stein of coffee for for Vinny That's tomorrow right. morning. Uh, Germany game going on while we're on at nine to ten, previewing the NFL on Sports by the Book. See you later, everybody.